This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Patterson Program, where you'll learn how to improve your health from the inside out. And now, your host, Clint Patterson. Loving what we do, talking about how to reverse chronic rheumatoid arthritis and other inflammatory arthritic conditions with people who have done it. And today, Ricky from Utah is going to tell us her story. G'day, Ricky. Hi. Yep. It's a, it's always exciting having these conversations, isn't it? Because it's not every day that you do something that every doctor in the world will tell you is impossible. But that's what we talk about on these podcasts. And today it's all about you. And before we go into all the details and explore your journey, uh, just give us that sort of before and after. How are you now compared to how you were before you've made all of the crucial changes that you've done with your diet and lifestyle? Okay. I am, how I am now is completely symptom free. I have no swelling anywhere and I don't have pain anywhere and I feel energy and I feel really, really good. Uh, where I was, I started having symptoms seven years ago and through a big journey of a lot of doctors and alternative doctors and a lot of thousands of dollars in treatments, I finally went plant-based it was like everything but that, right? <laughs> and that actually helped with my inflammation extremely a lot, but it wasn't quite getting me there. And just a few months ago, after reading your book and and getting in your program and was reminded of the gut healing enzymes and probiotics and prebiotics and all of these cool things that can help us get over that last hump, um, I've been symptom-free for five months now. And it just took two months of doing those things at a, a therapeutic dose. I'm going to say I took, like you said, take them like crazy and the bromulin and all of that. Then my inflammation has just melted away and I'm finally where I need to be. Okay. Wonderful. Because not just is your own story going to be fascinating and enjoyable, but it'll differ from a lot of the other guests that we've had on the show because we're going to emphasize then the supplementation side of what I recommend. And I don't emphasize it as much as the diet and exercise because that's where most of the journey should be. But you've gotten to the point where you've gotten right to the end and you've got this smoldering still left in the body, perhaps even more, I think, uh, depending on what you'll tell me in a second. But then you've added this last sort of 5%, and that 5% for you was crucial. Uh, Anthony Robbins talks about the difference between people who are good and great is often just 1%. It's just that little bit extra. And it seems for you that that's been the crucial uh, crucial factor. So let's, let's work our way towards that in your story. You've already said seven years ago you were diagnosed. Let's pick it up and, and walk through just some of the highlights over about the next 10 minutes, some of the highlights of the highs and the lows and the lessons. Okay. So yeah, like I said, I went seven years ago about right now and I started to have swelling in my wrist and then it kind of went away and then it hopped into my foot. I had been battling really bad pneumonia. I had like a trigger, I think a bacterial trigger of some sort. I literally went from being an athlete to running fast marathons and teaching cycling and 
kickboxing and doing all of these very healthy, active things to not being able to do them anymore. And I spent that winter feeling like I was fighting for my life. I felt like something was, you know, really taken over. I, I couldn't, and I wasn't quite testing positive for rheumatoid yet, but it was increasing every time I would go in. So that kind of put me on a lot of other journeys. I will admit I went and addressed breast implants. I had them removed. I went and addressed my mouth. I had the mercury removed from my mouth. I had root canals removed because they can really hold a lot of bacteria and E. coli and things that can cause joint inflammation. And what I just essentially did was started a checklist. I kind of was like, check, you know, mm -hmm. I cut out dairy, check, cut out gluten, check, cut out this, check. I addressed this. I did vitamin infusions. I did shots. I went to a rheumatologist. He recommended, um, he said, the drugs I'm going to put you on will be so bad. You won't be able to have children anymore. And that was a game changer for me as well as I know in your journey yep. was the, that was the game changer for you. Yep. And I walked out of there and thought, nope not doing it. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I knew I innately knew our body could heal. I knew I didn't, it just, it just came on. I knew somehow I could turn that switch and off and put it away, but I didn't know how to do it. And it was just a continuous search. I mean, a constant search for me with checklisting. I, like I said, I mean, and what I think really got me into a mess this spring is like I said, my plant-based diet was, my inflammation was really, I was getting times where I didn't have any, I would be mm -hmm. a couple of months maybe. Mm. And then I would have a little flare up. Well, I got on this. When you are dealing with chronic illness, you try crazy stuff. You do yeah, anything true. to feel better. And I had been on this, you know, let's get rid of bacteria. Let's get rid of virus. Let's get rid of parasites. Let's get rid of all this. So I had been literally parasite cleansing for 15 months. Right. Yeah. No bueno. Like not good for your gut because even mm -hmm. for herbs, they're strong herbs. They're antibiotic herbs. And I had depleted, I think, all of my good and bad bacteria. And I didn't put that together until I started the supplementation to rebuild that part of my body. And if you're not on a good diet, you have absolutely nothing that's rebuilding your body or your immune system. Absolutely. And, you know, like I said, step by step, I depleted my diet, kind of cut the things that I knew out. And I went to autoimmune paleo because, I mean, that's what they tell you for inflammation. I stumbled across plant-based because I had read a guy's book that talked about plant-based diet. And so I thought, I'll do his 30-day cleanse. It was just basically like fruits and vegetables you could eat, though. I'm like, oh, I can do that cleanse. I can eat. I never got as hardcore as you, Clint, and did all the green, like constant green juices. I'm like, mom's got to eat here. So I, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I can totally do that. Cause I still get to eat foods and salads and, you know, stuff like that. And one month on it, I felt so different with my inflammation that I was like, okay, I'll do another month. Guess what guys never went back. Like, wow. Never went back, okay. never went back to me, never went back to dairy, never went back. I just realized, okay, this is a key factor in my body with my inflammation. And it's, you know, hypernourishing really is trying to get your body build up. But again, I was along doing the parasite cleanse with this. Had I not been doing that, my gut yeah. probably would have started to rebuild on its own. But the supplementation is 
really what ended up helping me get over that last little hump. Okay. Well, let's chat about that in a second. I just want to talk a little bit about these two, a couple of things that you brought up that we can drill down a bit more on. First of all, um, the parasite and the uh, bacterial cleansers. I also did this. Like I think you did in the early stages when you are willing to give all of your disposable income towards getting well, you kind of do. (laughs) I spent $14,000 in one year on all of the different supplements and treatments and everything. And in that mix were uh, some Australian products that are uh, what's called practitioner grade. And it was called Bactrex and Parex, which are the brand names, but they're basically uh, parasite cleansing herbs, strong herbs, and uh, bacterial cleansing herbs, all natural. And I did that for a long period of time as well. And there was a protocol to follow with regards to you do one for a period of time and then you follow up with this. And the details escape me now because now that's going back about, you know, 10 years. And so I did that as well. And I have subsequently not decided really whether or not I think it's a good idea or not because they can be detrimental to healthy bacteria as well. And some of those commensal parasites uh, may not be harmful as well. They might have a balancing effect. We don't know, do we? But uh, certainly I did that as well for listeners just for curiosity. And then the other thing I wanted you to expand on a little bit more, we had a previous guest who talked about uh, her name's Erica, who I met in California, lovely girl. And she talked about as well going from this autoimmune protocol paleo thing, which for whatever reason has become kind of the default position for a doctor who doesn't know any better about diet. They default to that because they know that that's kind of what other doctors have done and some modest results have eventuated for some patients. And I just want you to elaborate a little bit more about your experience on that and and just, you know, to help us, anyone who's on the fence, to be no longer on the fence, that that's not a good way to go. Okay. Yeah. It, it is the default. And I've actually read a lot of books on it. And you know what I think is what helps people is it does focus on eating whole foods. So if, you know, if you're deplete, if you are taking out all the processed stuff, even if you are eating, you're going to notice a change in your health because you are actually eating vegetables and fruits now versus, you know, you weren't at all before. Yes. So they're not taking into consideration the inflammation that actual animal products cause because they are seeing that little bit of increase in health because they are adding that extra fruits and vegetables. in. And so I think that's where the confusion gets because I will be honest, it has been an up and down back and forth mental game on finding what is right and what is wrong. Cause you'll read one book that says one thing and one, and you know what I finally did is I found people with my symptoms like you And luck, I mean, I had already done this before I found you, but it just, every time I'd find someone like you, it solidified in my mind, what is the anti-inflammatory diet? And so when I was paleo and doing, you know, fruits, vegetables, I was green free and doing fruits, vegetables, and meats. I didn't really have any less inflammation. I didn't have any less consequences swelling, you know, mine's always been all over the place anyway. So I really didn't notice an increase. I just knew grains did bug me. And so I did feel maybe a little less inflammation getting rid of those. But I, I, in one month, could tell a huge difference in cutting meat. 
And honestly, if I had known that month, that was the last time I was ever going to eat it, it would have been a lot harder to process for me, I'm sure. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, because it kind of was like, well, I'll do this for a month. It's good for me mm-hmm. and do the fruits and vegetables and the the significant difference in inflammation. And that's why it's really hard for me to bite my lip now or my tongue with people that have autoimmune issues and their body screaming with inflammation. And I just want to say, you know, plant-based is the way it is. The way is the way is the way. And it's such people, it's almost like you're attacking their religion when you say, you know, I, I was actually just working with a lady the other day and it was like, I didn't even know how to gently like not sugarcoat this, but I was just like, you know, maybe just go a month without it and see, instead of saying never, never eat it again. Because I feel like if people would just take that month or just take two months, not say you're never going to do it again, but if your body responds to something and you're feeling better and you felt a long time you think twice about next mm-hmm. time you like, and then what is really cool too, is when you have it out for a while and you do add a back in, you feel that immediate consequence. And then it just becomes easy to not bring that back into your diet. But it was, I wouldn't say a resistant thing, but I like, I love meat. So people, it's not that I don't love it. It's just not good for my body. You know what I mean? Like people are like, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, Oh, I grew up on meat and you know, we, we hunt and like family hunts and it's all around me all the time, but it just was not serving my body. Well, it's no coincidence. It's no coincidence that you love meat. You were surrounded by meat. You ate it all your life and you got rheumatoid arthritis. You, you <laughs> right. said, you said a moment ago that meat's not good for your body. It's not good for anyone's body. Mm-hmm. Human digestive tracts thrive on carbohydrates. They're designed to break down and, and to be fueled by carbohydrate as the primary source. And so as soon as we deviate from that, then we're eating a less than optimal fuel source for the body. And if we're eating a very large amount of meat, then by, by nature of doing that, we, we obviously aren't eating as much of the carbohydrates because you can only eat so much each day and you not want to sit around eating all day. And so, you know, every time we, uh, we head in a different direction, there are consequences. And I always just get this little sort of head shake internally when people say to me, well, I'd like to do your program. And then they proudly announce, but I am such a foodie. And I just think to myself, well, how do you end up getting into this position is because of your food. And obviously foodie has a lot of different meanings to different people, but we know that for most people celebrating, if you say you're a foodie, it means you like restaurants, you like rich food, you like Western food, and you like to celebrate with a alcoholic beverage with it. And then you like to taste treats in between and you like to make food like some kind of party every single day. Well, I have to say something. I am a foodie, but I have found that, like you said, like that was my thing. Love to go eat. Love that. I'm actually in the process of a cookbook that, that proves you can be a foodie and eat healthy. I have been able to tweak and twist every one of my favorites to be plant-based and delicious. So I don't buy that excuse from people because what they just need to do more of is experiment with their vegetables because I don't feel like I give up anything by not eating meat anymore. I don't. And so I think foodie, like you said, many different, yeah. I, I really consider myself a foodie. I would not have put in the effort to find different ways to eat my favorite things. 
But I feel like that's important is because people think, what, you just eat salad, right? How do you just eat salad every day? I I don't eat salad. I eat salad every day, but I eat a lot of other vegetables too. So Mm -hmm. I think that can be a negative thing that's associated with plant-based eating that we've got to switch that paradigm. Absolutely. There's a ton of work to be done. There is a ton of work to be done. You know, we're just scratching the surface for, uh, for not just sort of as a movement, not just as, as in terms of number of people becoming plant-based, but also in the whole image around it. And I like the um, massive examples that can be set by, you know, recording these kind of conversations and, and for, uh, you know, taking inspiration from people who are really well-known, you know, media personalities when they are vegan, then it becomes trendy. And when something becomes trendy and popular – whether or not it makes sense doesn't matter. People don't care yeah. if it's good for them. They do it because Kim Kardashian does it. And unfortunately, right. that is often the extent of decision that goes into some of these things. So if right. they see someone like a uh, like you got this kind of um, you know bro science that goes on and uh, through huge sort of followings of podcasts where the podcast guest might be a UFC fan and eat a paleo diet and believe that the healthiest way to eat is that way. And consequently, you know, when females are trying to do the right thing, eat healthy and reverse an autoimmune condition, and their husband is hell-bent on this mentality, then you've got that internal, that got conflict. So, you know, yeah, there's there's all of that going on. You know, I have four children, and my husband, they're not completely plant-based, but I'll tell you, I don't cook meat in my house. <laughs> and so every night they eat yeah. plant-based every night for dinner. Yeah. And in our house, they eat plant-based. And, you know, my husband at first was kind of like, gosh, like, where's the chicken, you know, mm-hmm. but he's full and he knows it's better for him. Yeah. And like I said, it's just shifting that thought process around and teaching our children. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Am I uh, here now? That. I can see you. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, teaching our children that that doesn't, the plate that we've been taught was the plate doesn't have to be the plate. It can look totally different and, mm-hmm. and you know, present that. Mm-hmm. But it is sad that, you know, people don't really look into it. But if someone says, I mean, I used to be into fitness, like before I got room area, like we said, I was a marathon runner. I was, we owned a gym, we own a gym. Wow. And yep. people came to me for what to eat, what to eat. And, you know, I was like, protein, protein, protein. Yep. Like, you got to have eggs for breakfast. And now I'm just like, all I was feeding those people was a whole bunch of inflammation. Mm-hmm. You and, were. Yeah, you were. You know, and I was. I really was. And it just makes me cringe inside. I'm like, I'm so it's life, too, is about being able to say I'm, I'm, I was wrong. Yeah. And, and, and huge hats off to you in this moment. Because do you know that being a personal trainer uh, there needs to be a sense of self-confidence and may I dare say a little bit of ego involved because there's a physicality that you need to uphold to look good and with that comes a sense of pride about how you look and, and so forth. And so for you to be able to, you know, it, it speaks volumes right now that you're able to say, look, that was a mistake and it was an innocent mistake and I'm only always trying to help people and at that time that's how I believe to help them best. And you know, we all make mistakes. I've got things that I regret in my upbringing as well about what I eat and the way I treated animals on farms who we saw as pests and things. And so we just move on. We have to say, well, now I, don't, now I know more and I act differently. Better. Yeah. 
All right. Now, now you and I could chat all day and I hope everyone's enjoying this conversation, but what I'd like to switch across to now more is some more actionable tips. So let's now move on to some things that you found really, really helpful. And I know we're going to talk about some supplementation. So take us away in that area. Okay. You want to know about my supplementation stuff? Yes. Okay. What I found very, very useful is I actually found some good quality supplements here in the U.S., but what they involve is digestive enzymes. So like proteases, bromulin, serapeptases, there is a high dose of turmeric involved. Mm-hmm. And I do do some plant-based omega, but, mm-hmm. and probiotics. And right. so, um, those are the things that kind of just kind of calmed, calmed my inflammation. And once I stopped, you know, the parasite cleansing and all that, and was able to rebuild with these they were huge in getting that back in balance for me again. So they they did include, yeah, the, and I did have digestive enzymes and prebiotic fiber. Right. Okay, this is all good. All of all of this is stuff that is part of my standard guidelines. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, that's where I got it from. That's where I got it from. <laughs> I knew what to look for. I knew the words to look for. I knew the bromulin and the serapeptic. Like I knew, I knew the words to look for from you. And, you know, I liked what you said was, find any probiotic, just take it and just switch them up and just whatever. But I did, I lucked out and I found a really good one that, that has helped me, but it does include the digestive enzymes as well as, as well as the probiotics. That's so, great. and the, and then I have another one, prebiotics and I have the, the one I take for inflammation has the turmeric, serapeptase and bromulin. Yeah. And so that, I, I just love that one. So I don't know, like I just keep taking a ton of it. <laughs> I don't right. want to, I don't want to backtrack. And, you know, just nutritional tips and ways of living that I could give. Oh, before you go there, can, 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 I, just, can I just stop here? I'm going to get a lot of questions. People love to buy the same brands as our guests. Uh, do you recall what the brand is that you take for the, your, your three-way mix of your probiotic? Well, I don't, I don't know. Like if I sh- how about they could message me and I could do that privately. Okay. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. I I'm on Facebook, Ricky Martinson Sorensen. I am so so open to helping yep. any way I can. I'm in school right now for integrative nutrition. This is what I want to do is like you, just get the word out, mm-hmm. get people the things that work with the food and a few little supplements to help out. Yep. And and I don't mind I don't mind messaging people. I don't mind sending the information. Okay, so great. I, I think that's good. I- and let me let me add another sort of comment to that, which is um I I actually think that uh, it can be counterproductive to get obsessed about which brands, you know, what you didn't, what you did is what I suggest. You find probiotics that are on special at the store. You take multiple different brands. You take multiple different combinations of cultures. Why? Because diversity is just as important as quantity. So we want to take tons of them and we want lots of diversity. And that's exactly what you've done. And then you've found something that works for your body with a particular uh, culture deficiencies of your body. So to just copy what you do, you know, is not necessarily the smartest thing to do. And so I just ask because people always ask me and I yeah. feel. So that's I, was saying, I was just like that. I was like, I want to know exactly like, what are you doing? But yeah. I just yeah. feel like, yeah. I feel like, like that. I just, I just, yeah, I don't mind totally sending over mm-hmm. everything to people, but I feel like, like you said, it's just finding quality and, mm-hmm. and getting, and getting them in there. Yeah, getting them in. That's right. Yeah. Let's talk about bromelain. Now, I used to take that supplement 
in ridiculous amounts. Just before we started recording, we only spoke for a few moments, but one of the things you mentioned to me was that you did take high dose. Now, this is not something that we recommend. This is not, uh, you know, guidelines. This was our personal decision and our uh, own approach. What did you do? Well, the like the the one uh, supplement I take includes it with the turmeric, so uh-huh. it isn't necessarily just a high dosage of just bromulin. Right. It's broken up. So I do do, and I don't do them before meals or anything like that. I just do like a few in the morning, few at night, just to okay. keep that inflammation knocked down. I do it more for inflammation than digestion. Okay. Then you know the the enzymes I take with my probiotic and stuff that are in my probiotic kind of help with all of the digestive processes. Okay, so great. That's kind. Of so you kind of cover the spectrum of a daylight hours yeah. uh, and even into the night and you just keep taking uh, taking some probiotics or bromelain or whatever combination, some with turmeric yeah, I do as well. Stuff in the morning and stuff at night. So it's so hard for me to remember stuff in the middle yeah. of the day. Yep. I do. I don't know how you feel about this, so I don't want to, but I do do some like fresh fermented sauerkraut to, with fantastic. my milk. That's fantastic. With digestion. I know some, some plant-based are really into just doing the raw food and then some uh, will add in the fermented foods a little bit here and there. So I don't know how all I'm into is, is what works and sauerkraut works. So it's in. Yeah. If, good. <laughs> if, if eating old dried up pine cones that have been washed up onto the shore worked, I'd say eat dried up, washed, washed up pine cones. Yeah, um, yeah. So, and the same way I'm not prejudiced about any, any other approach if it works we're good to go but if there's scientific evidence that it's counterproductive let's get rid of it mm-hmm. now okay well that's cool so we've gone over that now you're about to say something else when i interrupted you to follow on from your supplementation stuff and i and you started by saying and what else really helped and i hope you haven't lost that thought well no i was just going to say as far as the nutrition and transition into plant-based eating it is really all about finding ways for you to especially if you work to make your life easier. And so I am a huge advocate of smoothies. I absolutely like think everybody in the world needs to have smoothies every day and they need to have tons of greens and they need to have these things in them because that is a way that it already takes that first step of breaking that down and that cell wall down and it's ready for your poor beat up old gut to start absorbing the nutrients. So I love to do that once a day. Another thing that I really love and found very effective for me is I really try and eat my greens, you guys. I'm talking like eight to 12 cups of greens a day. I mean, I eat some salad around these parts. So I will cut up. (laughs) It's like my husband, the family bowl that you take to like family um, parties. That's my bowl I eat my salad in uh, for dinner. But I, I will take all different sorts of greens like kale and collards and romaines and red leaf, whatever, whatever's your thing. And one time a week, I will chop and wash tons of it. And I will spin it and keep it in little Tupperwares in my fridge. That way, Mm. I can literally add an apple and some avocado or whatever to it very easily. And it's there. And it's not like, oh, I got to cut all this up. And I have to rinse it all. And I'm tired. I've been working all day. So I'm just going to grab what's can. So just little things like that. I'll have my oil free made, you know, dressings in the, in the, sorry, my son, he was so good for so long. Um, I have them in my fridge ready. I have onions always chopped, just things like that. They're like, people say, well, it's just too much preparation, right? It was too much preparation. So, you know, that really takes a huge chunk out of 
your. Yeah, that's excellent. That's excellent. I buy the pre-washed mixed leafy greens, but you can't really control what you're actually getting. And so you've taken that to a whole new level and bought what you want and then washed them all the way that, you know, say a factory would do it otherwise. And you've done it at home yourself, split them all into these beautiful combinations, put them into containers and, and away you go. And as you said, you can just add stuff to it and you've got a meal. The salad is the base of the meal. Yeah. And then you can grab a hunk of that and stick it in your smoothie. You don't even have to have your wash. And then you're not washing stuff. It's straight in the smoothie. Yeah, this is great. This is fantastic. Well, having those huge bowls of salads a day, (laughs) I mean, there's no wonder that you've done so well because, you know, it's almost, it's very challenging not to improve if you eat insane amounts of salad. And I did too, eat insane amounts, like laughable quantities per day. Same. It's a joke. It's a joke. I am the joke, joke. the laughing joke. I bring my own food to all our family gatherings. And that's another thing I feel like people feel like, oh, well, what about Thanksgiving? Guess what? I have a wonderful Thanksgiving, but I have to bring all my food, but it's totally worth it to me. And I just bring my bowls of goodies and I go, you know, and I, and I feel like you can take it as I'll be left out of everything, or you can just bring your stuff and not be left out of everything. Yes, exactly. I take stuff into restaurants. I don't have no shame in my game. I'm like, if I want to have what I want to have and all they're offering is stuff I can't have, but I still want to go with my family. Yeah. It comes on with me. And now they're used to seeing me with my pulling stuff out of my purse and stuff like that. It's okay. Yeah. Well, that's right. And who gives a SHIT if you're, you know, I don't know if we quite covered it, uh, in detail, but can you just give us an example of how much you were suffering just to wrap up before we go? I mean, you were in a bad state for any skeptics. I mean, how bad were you? And I will just say in March, just in March, that's not been long ago. This is this year. I had both my knees so big. They were like about a softball size. I'm, I'm a thin person. And when I would go get them drained, I would get, they would pull three to four ounces of fluid off. That's about the size of a small baby bottle. Okay. Like the small baby bottle. Mm -hmm. And that's out of my tiny, tiny knee. That's the only one I can drain. The rest of them I just had to deal with. Right. I just had to wait till it processed, but I had my shoulder, elbows, wrists, fingers, toes, all this March, all at the same time. I would have to have my husband, um, take my shirt off because I couldn't lift my arm up. Um, severe pain, severe pain. Yeah. And what I I like, I'm so passionate about this, just as you are, because food is medicine and it is profound to me, the healing ability of our body. And I always like to compare our immune system to like a mechanic, like the best car mechanic there ever was. It knows how to fix everything. It knows what to do, but it can't do anything without the right tools. And it's like, if you give it just some quality tools then, you know, it can do everything and yep. it will, mm-hmm. it, it gives yes. half a chance our bodies will heal anything. And I think that that's what people realize is a diagnosis isn't forever. It is not, it isn't. There's a set of symptoms that are going on. Your body's talking to you and saying, help, like, what are you doing to me? And then once we like take a step back and give it the tools it needs and, and it can go, okay, now, now we can make this better. I'm going to make this better, but you have to give it time. And you, you know, it took us how many years to get this way. It's going to take a little time to get back. 
And I just love that analogy because honestly, like you can't, it, it wants to, but can't, it needs tools and mm-hmm. the tools are our greens and our, you know, probiotics and the things that we need to do to build it up again to where it can sustain this anti-inflammatory way of life. Yeah. Well said. I really like that. That's a great, uh, great description. So you're moving into this a little more formally. Uh, as we wrap up this conversation, you are now studying to offer services to people who are also in need. Talk, just wrap that for us before we close off. I am in. I am doing a, a integrative nu- nutrition health coaching. I'll be able to be taking clients in March. I'm just basically going to help guide people to what has helped helped us. And my God, I got to say my passion is autoimmune diseases because I believe every root of every autoimmune disease, rheumatoid arthritis or others, because now I've been working with my cousin with MS and he's seeing amazing recovery as well with eating his fruits and vegetables and helping his gut. And it just, that is my passion is to reach out to people like us to show them like, Hey, look how bad I was and look at me now. And let's get you there because that's very possible. And so uh, my website's almost up. I'm almost ready. I'm all my business stuff is in. And so I'm ready to take this on and hopefully we'll be able to chat more. Maybe you can be my guest and we can just spread this because the ripple effect of this is huge. Absolutely. Okay, great. Well, once your website uh, goes live in a week or a month or whatever it might be, send me through the details and I will add the details, your contact details to the bottom of the transcription of this conversation. So that if people are listening to this conversation in the future, rather than when it's released, uh, then they'll be able to go to that site and uh, go to that page and be able to contact you from there. So thank you very yeah. much. This has been a, uh, a great amount of fun and uh, time's gone quickly. So Ricky, you've done yeah. wonderfully well. You've made your family proud and done yourself proud and you've inspired our audience. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Pattison Program. For more information, visit pattisonprogram.com.